Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're headed to Black Mesa State Park in Kenton, Oklahoma. And later in the show, OKC is your friend. I'm Brett with my friend, Harley. Harley. How are you, friend? I am great, friend. As friends together, we have never been to Black Mesa. Uh, we have not. Black Mesa is in Oklahoma's panhandle along the tri-state border with Colorado and New Mexico. It's operated by the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department in conjunction with the Black Mesa State Park. It is gorgeous. So, I've seen pictures. Now, if you look at pictures of Black Mesa, it, and now granted, it's up, when we start talking about the tri-state area, you know, it's near the Colorado and New Mexico border. Mm-hmm. So, geographically, it, it shares really a lot of similarities. There's certain areas of it where it looks a lot like the Rockies. There's certain areas where it looks like it's straight out of a Louis L'Amour, the cover of a Louis L'Amour novel. I mean, it really does. For sure. One of the things you'll notice if you go looking for pictures of Black Mesa State Park, you'll find a lot of pictures that have super high resolution. Most pictures on the internet, 600 by 600, you start looking at Black Mesa and people are putting pictures up that are 6,000 by 6,000, like really high resolution pictures. like this one. They're gorgeous. I mean, it looks like you... It was painted on a computer. It was made in an ILM studio at Skywalker Ranch. (laughs) Absolutely. Black Mesa takes its name from the layer of black lava rock that coated the Mesa about 30 million years ago. Some of the things that you can do in the area are absolute musts for anybody that Mm -hmm. wants to travel the state of Oklahoma. You can A, go to the highest point in the state at Black Mesa, Mm -hmm. the highest point being 4,973 feet above sea level. Right. And you can see forever. Now, when you look at those, some of those plateaus, think about the very top of that. How many millions of years thick is that? You can, I mean, you can count the timelines. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, to me, when I look at, that type of scenery, and we've been through New Mexico, and we've seen similar landscapes throughout. I just close my eyes, and you can just see dinosaur—you know—dinosaurs roaming there, pterodactyls. It, it just there's just, and again, it also it's something that's like straight out of a a western for sure. Now, you and I have talked. We've done a couple of shows on some shorter hikes. Yeah, Black Mesa is not no, it. No, no, you could get. I think you could probably have to send out signal flares if you lose your your way here black mesa trail runs about eight and a half miles but again you're gonna have some incredible views Jeez. apparently dawn is the best time to go mm-hmm. because there's a real lack of shade in this park because it's a lot of prairie land 1600 acres <laughs> to be exact yes and that 1600 might that's 1600 acres to explore there are 23 rare plant species in the park and eight rare animal species. So, I like birds, but this is a, supposedly a birder's paradise. Birder. I had no idea that a bird, like birder, was a thing until I was reading up on Black Mesa. They have everything from golden eagles, scald quail, black billed magpies, pinion jays, and golden eagles, for crying out loud. Yeah, but. You can also run into some things on the ground there. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you have the chance to come across black bears, bobcats, 
mule deers, mountain lions, bighorn sheep, antelope, and of course, obviously, you've got the rattlesnakes and lizards mm-hmm. and things. So, I mean, it's a real wonderland, and there's a lot of nature, primarily because it's you kind of spoke to it a little yeah. bit. It's where the prairie land hits the Rocky Mountains. So I, you've seen a lot of photographs. I take a, tons of photographs. I like sunrises, sunsets. But I don't know if you know this, but it boasts, the, the park boasts one of the darkest nighttime skies that you can see in the country. Now, if you look at some of the pictures that we've looked at, again, you, it, you can almost feel like you can reach into the Milky Way on some of these pictures. Yeah, it's incredible the nighttime imagery uh, that people capture at Black, Ma- at Black Mesa mm-hmm. is over-the-top beautiful. Obviously, the nighttime photography, the stargazing, is popular there, but apparently it's a real mecca for the Perseid meteor shower every year. Mm-hmm. I know we just missed that, but yeah, it will come back next year, so you have the opportunity to check that out. So I talked about dinosaurs earlier and why it kind of looks it looks prehistoric in nature. Well, they they have 47 dinosaur prints at one time. Now, some of them have, due to erosion, kind of faded away, but they still have quite a few. Yeah, it's about 15, 16, somewhere in that neighborhood. The tracks were preserved in sandstone next to the Carrizo Creek. Mm -hmm. Some of these tracks measure 16 inches wide. That's probably going to eat you if it's alive. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe not. It, it might not. It might be a herbivore. Well, scientists aren't 100% sure what animal created the tracks. The general consensus is that it's some sort of theropod. Well, here's the other side. Yes. They're not, you can't, the public, the general public can't view them. They're on private property, so I think you have to ask, do the do the right no, no, thing? No, no, no. no you the, can? Yeah, the tracks are located on private property, oh. but they are open for viewing during daylight hours. Okay, so you can't be tiptoeing out on the... Yeah, okay, okay, I got you. If you want to check out the dinosaur tracks, you're going to head north inside the preserve about one-third of a mile north of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. There's a small private road headed east. At the end of that road is a short walking path that takes you to the creek and the tracks. So you're, you've are you become the camp camping ambassador. You do a little bit of everything. And I, I, when I say that, you kind of... You light up a little bit. It's like, I am. I guess I am that guy. <laughs> this place is perfect for you. There's 29 RV sites. Yeah, it's got a really um, a real good footprint for camping, especially since it's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slide against this place. It's literally, if you want to get away from it all, there is nowhere There's better. Li- literally nothing. The skylight is your only skylight. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no cityscape here. You will find a few people online will right. kind of um, complain about oh the lack my. of lighting <gasps> oh my. In, <laughs> on the roads and in the parking lot. Who cares? But I think that's intentional. It, who cares? So at Black Mesa Park, you, yeah. you do have the RV sites. They have 29 of those. They have water and electric hookups. They also have 25 tent sites. They have picnic facilities, boat ramps. Apparently, trout fishing is kind of big there. Hmm. They've got the normal amenities, restaurants, our restroom showers, restrooms, showers, that sort of thing. Admission into Black Mesa is free. Oh, yeah? Yes. Some of the restrictions, some of the fine print on Black Mesa, they're only open from dusk till dawn. Mm. So if you want those pictures and you need to be in a campsite or something of that nature. I really think that Black Mesa 
is probably best served overnight. Oh, for sure. I mean, can you imagine the, the sunset? Hell, can you imagine the sunrise coming up through those plateaus like that? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a, it is a nature's majesty. It is. And I agree with you. And I think one of the reasons that you really want to, if you're going to Black Mesa, one of the mm-hmm. reasons that you really want to make it an overnight stay is like the Black Mesa Trail that we talked about. Yeah. That's supposed to take a person four hours wow. to do. So if you want to see the morning sunrise. What better way to do that? Well, not only that, but since the place doesn't open until dawn. Yeah. You can't make it for, yeah, you, you're not you, you don't have four hours of travel time for you to walk to the place where you want to see the sunrise. Yeah. So it's definitely an overnight kind of situation. Again, back to some of the fine print. Sure. They allow camping in the park in the designated camping areas. They do not allow camping in the preserve area. Oh, so no primitive camping not where in, the animals are. Right. Okay. This is one of those situations where maybe this time of year it's not going to be that big of a deal. But for the most part, this place gets hot and mm. the sun will tear you up. So if you're out there, yeah. you need to bring plenty of water. I'm hot natured. Probably not. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in it for the cold. I'm in there to chill, literally and figuratively speaking. Well, I think, you know, if you're going out, you need to buy some bottled water. And you're obviously going to get that in the town of Kenton. Did you know that Kenton, Oklahoma is the only town... That is on Mountain Standard Time. I had no idea. Yeah, I I was shocked. It is also one of the most remote towns in the state. In Kenton, the Kenton Museum yeah. is the oldest building in town. It was built in 1902 out of local rocks and houses a lot of really cool artifacts from that from that time period. You know, Black Mesa has been on my list of things to do for probably since seeing pictures of it and reading little bits little bits and pieces about it. In Oklahoma history, how I, how or why I, I guess I just, you, I always think of the panhandle. You know, they get the worst weather up there. Guyman's always on the news with being the coldest, the hottest, and da da da. I just never have made it up to the panhandle. Yeah. I think for them, for a lot of people, the panhandle is one of those things where you only go through the panhandle when you're right. going through the panhandle. Right. Nope. I, I think. Most people know know of Black Mesa. They may not know exactly even where it is, but hell, it's worth it. I think it's worth the price of admission, and there is no admission. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's awfully friendly of you to to give me that free thing that's already free. free. That's what we do here in Oklahoma. You know what, Oklahomans, we give stuff away for free because we're your friend. We're the we're friendly. <laughs> we are friendly, and speaking of friendly, we're going to be talking about how Oklahoma is friendly in a very unusual way, at least from my perspective, hmm. and we'll get to that right after this. It so is. I have an idea of how you can make Thanksgiving a little less expensive this year. I thought you were going to say memorable, because clearly I forgot. Follow me on this. I'm following. I'm staying with you. Saving money on Thanksgiving dinner. It seems to be a little bit higher this year. That's what they're saying. So what I think you should do is invite one of your customers or one of your suppliers yeah. to Thanksgiving dinner. For a business dinner. Then it's a business dinner. Then you write it off. Ah, I see what you did there. I I feel like it would work. Something has to pay for that $82 turkey that I'm supposed to be paying for this year. <laughs> I, I think it might work. 
But I think if you have questions mm-hmm. about the viability of writing off Thanksgiving as a business expense, you should probably reach out to our friends over at Holiday Tax Group. <laughs> Holiday Tax Group is family and locally owned since 2010. Mm-hmm. They give a 20% discount to all military personnel and teachers. And, again, if you have questions, you can throw them into your 30-minute consultation that's free with Holiday Tax Group by calling 405-730-3100 or find them on the web at HolidayTaxGroup.com. So, news story from the Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce, their website, Velocity OKC. So, the news story is Oklahoma City is among the friendliest in the country for first-time homebuyers. That's insane. When I originally saw it, I was like, yeah, Oklahoma City is a friendly city. You know, like one of the friendliest cities. I didn't really think anything of it until I looked back and saw that the news story actually said for first-time homebuyers. Caught my attention, had to check it out. Okay, yeah. So, according to OKC, or Velocity OKC, Lending Tree recently ranked Oklahoma City number two in the country for first-time homebuyers. They compared 50 different metro areas around the country on five different factors. Okay. The two that are most important to me, I think, mm-hmm. the average down payment amount of a new home in Oklahoma City, about $28,000. That's really good. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Especially when you compare it to the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which apparently is New York City. Yeah. The average down payment amount in New York City, $91,000. Yeah. You look at other cities throughout the country, you know, if you watch those shows where they're buying a house in California or whatever, you think for a second, oh, this is TV. This is this is this can't be real. I've talked to people where they've left California and moved to rural Oklahoma because Admittedly, they had a million dollars that they could spend far greater. Absolutely. Yeah, the cost of living in Oklahoma is dramatically better than California. I mean, it's a nine-day difference. Oh, yeah. But then either coast. I mean, it's it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But I think more importantly, as far as I'm concerned, Oklahoma City is just one of the friendliest cities. It really is. I mean, I I hate to admit it, but we're that gone friendly. I mean, we we really are. I just I was laughing at the daggum. I'm sorry. Daggum it. Daggum it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Oklahoma Oklahoma in general is a friendly place, mm-hmm. and I, I think we we don't get enough credit. No, we don't. It, it, there's been a lot of we've had a lot of movers and shakers, and, and, and a lot of improvements made to to Oklahoma to draw people in, and people do come from. All, all around, all around to to settle here to to not only settle themselves, bring their families here. They uproot their entire lives to come to Oklahoma. And every person that I, because I talk to a lot of people, because I'm one of those people that ask questions when I'm trying to, I interview people when they're when I'm trying to help them, <laughs> and they say the same thing. We love it here. The weather, the people, the people, the cost of living. <laughs> I live in Oklahoma, and I'm going to have to say that weather is probably going to be at the bottom of the list. Really? We're near the top. Really? Why? Dude. Oh, I know, but they. I'm going to say August. Well, yeah. And then January. And then See, all of the windy months. Give me give me January up until April, and I'm done. I'm done after that. It's just too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> I just okay. want to lay down in the shade. Get me to my birthday. <laughs> the end of May, and then I'm kind of done after that. I can see that. I think that's why we do a lot of water shows in the summertime. Oh, yeah. 
Because, yeah. you know, it's nice. Oklahoma, I think water is a requirement in Oklahoma in the summer. We do, but you know what? We do a lot of shows. We've done a lot of shows about a lot of different climates in Oklahoma. We have. Climate activity. Can you, can you call them climate activities? You can't do everything. You can't water ski in January. Can't You can. I don't think that you would want to. I wouldn't either. Speaking of... Speaking of thing activities to do yeah. in the winter time in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. we have nothing are, better. To do. Are we doing a polar plunge this year? When is it? Remind me. Yeah, let's do it. Beginning of February. Let's do it. We're due. We missed it last year. When's the last time we did it? Almost two years ago. Yeah, we missed it last year because I don't know if they did it last year. The year before that, I tell you what. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it up to the listeners. Yeah, are we doing the polar plunge? That that is a question for the listeners. Let yeah. us know. If Brett and Harley are doing the Polar Plunge this year, hit us up on our Facebook page and let us know whether you want us to jump into the ice-cold water again this year Mm -hmm. and post the videos on Facebook. Absolutely. Please engage with us. This has been the Only an OK Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. Today's episodic adventure of the only in Oklahoma boys. Oh my god. <laughs> so what did you say you're doing for Thanksgiving? Um spending two hours to get loaded in the car to drive ten to drive five minutes to to the to the in-laws house for four hours. I remember the days like, oh man, I might I might get up. I might not. I might leave the house. I might not. I might turn the TV on. I might not. But if I left the house, I was I could leave in what I was wearing. I didn't. I had to. Do do we get the diaper? Do we have the diaper bag? What's the, do we let me fill the diaper bag? We do. I'm not going to go anywhere. Do we forget a kid? No, we didn't forget a kid. I mean, it's like I don't even know if there's a car big enough for the family that I have now. I'm looking back, going, man. When Harley said, "Man, I'll say that suburban five hundred bucks," I I said to you, "Man, I don't need a car that big." <laughs> Now I need a car that big, and I, I ain't finding one for five hundred bucks anywhere in no, town. No, so not don't want to take this political. No, that's fine. But I saw a meme. Yeah, was uh, Marty McFly standing <laughs> in front of the DeLorean, mm-hmm. and it said um, nineteen eighty five. Let's go to the future. Twenty twenty one. Let's go back to the eighties. Yeah, let's go back to the eighties. I was talking to somebody. They posted something. It was a video where, like, it said um, only Gen Xers would hear these sounds, and it had these various intro clips to move, like music that we listened to as kids in the eighties. Yeah, the, and I, my comment was, "Our generation rocked." Like, let's be realistic. We had the most fun as kids. Oh yeah, the, you have to force kids to have fun now. Mm-hmm. Back then. I mean, I made mud pies. I dissected frogs with, like, McDonald's butter knives. Like, all kinds of shit. I literally had a full-on war. Mm-hmm. By a yourself? war. No. <laughs> like, me and a few kids from the neighborhood, there was a ravine down mm-hmm. the street, and we went down there and made mud balls. And threw them at each other? And then literally, like, set up camps and mm-hmm. threw mud balls at each other for days. When I was, yeah, I, when I think about life as a teenager, 
I was wanted by the Bloods gang. Like, I literally had to leave the state because the Bloods were after me. What? Kids these days don't understand. They don't know what it's like to be chased by a street gang. Because they don't go out in the streets. Everybody's, I'm being bullied. Where? On the computer? Oh, really? Try being body slammed on the corner under a street light with the neighbors watching. Then come talk to me. Okay? Did I ever tell you the story? What? Of the gang (laughs) that tried to attack me by Southwest Community Center? Really? Yes. Southwest Community Center. Where was that? Southwest Community Hospital. Oh, South... You're t- oh, I told you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know what they called themselves? What? The Crazy Babies. The Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> to be young again, man. You look back on that stuff, it might have been a little scary back then, but what are the kids these days? What are they going to look back on? The iPad? I mean, what? Yeah. I don't see a lot of memories being made. I don't either, because most of them are, like, enmeshed in the virtual reality. Well, I mean, just, like, a lot of the stuff that kids do, and when I say kids, I mean everybody under the age of 30, (laughs) is, you know, it's video games. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but you might have fun playing a video game. I played video games when I was a kid. We all did, but we also played played outside for eight hours a day. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I would play, you know, go over to my friend's house and play... Um, Super Mario Brothers? Yep. Was it Super Mario Brothers? Probably, yeah. And play it until 2 o'clock in the morning. But then their dad would kick us out when the sun came up and we weren't allowed to go back into a house until lunchtime. Right. And that was only to get a sandwich. And then we were back outside again. Yeah, and we couldn't come home till dark. Yeah, and you didn't... It, you, it was just a different... And we grew up in the era of... You remember Adam Walsh? There was a movie called Adam. It was about... The kid that was abducted from the mall and ended up finding his head and later on found his... No, I don't think they ever found his body. Anyway, John Walsh was his dad. He started America's Most... He was the host of America's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. we grew up in the era where kids got kidnapped and we still had to go outside. Oh, yeah. We, we learned about stranger danger and dare and stuff like But it didn't stop... You know, a lot of stuff didn't stop us. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like we weren't... What is the word? I don't want to use the words like chemically castrated, but I feel like desens- this generation is just completely has been doused in a numbing agent. I just, But I think more importantly, like the video game versus reality stuff, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think that a memory of playing a video game mm-hmm. is the same yeah. as the memory of doing an activity. But, okay, with that, like you said, but for us, the memories of... Staying up late, playing, you know, playing, having to turn the TV down mm-hmm. so the mom couldn't hear it. You know what I mean? The memories, memories are different. Yeah, they're just not making the even, same. Even yeah. video games, it wasn't the video game thing when we were kids. You not know, everybody had a system. Exactly. So you mm-hmm. had to go to your friend's house or your friend's And take to, turns. And take turns playing. Because you had one kid in the neighborhood that could afford one. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's, uh, I logged into my cell phone and then went to bed. Right, and then where did the time go? Yeah, it's just a different, I don't know, man. I I, I promise you're not going to remember in 20 years that time that you beat the 17th level of Zelda the third time. Right. You might, if you're our age. 
No, you won't. Yeah. You won't remember the actual... I. Be- you might remember that you beat it, but you're not going to remember how many times you beat it or why you played it an additional two times. Yeah. Or any of that garbage. It's some online achievement you unlocked. It's drugs. It's literally drugs. It is drugs. Yeah. You get a dopamine hit for getting that little Thing. icon. Ting! You're like, whoa. The generation that was told, let this sink in. We're the generation that was told, we are the world, we are the children. We are also the generation that was told to have a Coke and a smile. We are also the generation when Whitney said, I believe that your ch- children are our future. We were that future. Now what? Nobody's nobody's passing the torch. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true. And make a better day. Just you and me. Where are the children? <laughs> Dude, I quit. love I love Michael Jackson. Lollipops, 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 boobies. Slotty pops. Slotty pops. Slotty pop. Slotty pops. Slotty slotty pops. Slotty pops. Boom doom doom. Welcome to the show. I'm just kidding. Three, two, one.